the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Let's go. 1979. 1979, before the Islamic Revolution in Iran, exchange rate was 70 Iranian rials to one U.S. dollar. Today, that number has grown to 119,000 to one U.S. dollar. Iranian currency is in a dramatic death spiral. It has dropped 18% in the past two days. The annual inflation rate now is 221%. This is good news. Now, why is it happening? Primarily due to the threat of U.S. sanctions returning. The first round set to begin on Monday. Second round hitting Iran's oil industry, and that begins in November. So Iran's economy is collapsing, and the sanctions haven't even officially begun yet. Social unrest has been breaking out all over the country. Iran actually knows how to live in peace iran actually knows how to be free and democratic because they have a long history of it it's this is not like iraq or any of the other places now we have no idea what unsettling iran will mean for the future so we should all pray and hope for the best but god only knows what will happen But food and water shortages are now pushing people to the brink. Protesters have been heard yelling death to Khamenei rather than death to America. Now, this is what would have happened had the Obama administration not given Iran a lifeline with a nuke deal. But they were at a breaking point. And for some reason, we decided that it was wise to infuse the world's largest state sponsor of terror with billions of dollars. But let's pivot quickly to another failing state, Venezuela. The IMF just announced that the inflation rate now in Venezuela will hit 1 million percent by the end of the year. I won't even bother to tell you what the exchange rate is. Let's just say it's bad. Fortune magazine reported last May that the fake currency in the video game World of Warcraft is now more valuable than the Bolivar. That's how bad it is. So why group Venezuela and Iran together? Yes, they're both failing states. But what else do they have in common? Well, something you're never going to hear the leftist and the mainstream media talk about. You won't hear a Democrat talk about it. Iran and Venezuela are both examples of a failed socialist experiment. Sure, the revolution in Iran was anti-West, but it was also anti-capitalist. Redistribution and socialist ideology were the co-partners with the Islamic ideology. In Iran, the government owns and operates all aspects of the economy. It is a fascistic state. The state-owned and state-directed economy, it is true Islamic socialism. And like Venezuela, socialism is killing that once great country. It's sucking it dry. Iran and Venezuela are two countries with vast amounts of oil reserves. There is absolutely no reason why they shouldn't be economic juggernauts, except for socialism. When the state controls the economy, the people suffer. How many examples do we need 
before our children can finally see the lie that this new popular wave of American democratic socialist will only bring misery. It doesn't matter how flashy the PR campaign is. In the end, socialism kills. It's Wednesday, August 1st. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, Stu. Mr. Beck, how are you? Good, how are you? Pretty good. good. I, I, don't, I don't really understand why you started the show that way, though. Well, like, it, with lies. true. With the lies. Uh, oh, socialism. socialism's really bad, huh? Yeah. Yeah, people coming together to help each other. That's terrible. Right. What a terrible idea. Right. Uh, you haven't even, I mean, you keep making it sound like it's this impossible task to pay for socialism. Well, and well, seeing that Medicare, uh, according to the Democrats, will cost uh, $32 trillion in the first 10 years, that would mean that we would need to double the income tax to be able to pay for just that one program. First of all, you're just making up numbers. There's no such thing no, that- as trillion. But beyond that... <laughs> I wish that were true. <laughs> it used to be kind it of did. that way, it right? Did. It was like trillion, trillion and then oh, God, are you talking we, about? we thought trillion and zillion was a made up word when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now uh, well, we may true. find out that zillion is actually a number. <laughs> if Bernie Sanders gets in control, <laughs> holy crap, zillion was real the whole time. <laughs> I hope bajillion doesn't come next. Uh, but we actually, the Manhattan Institute put together a rundown, a menu of options okay. for you to pay for. All right. your, for now, your, who is the, the Manhattan Institute? Yeah, like a conservative-leaning uh, think tank. Okay. But the All idea right. here was to give you some options, either government or left-wing estimates, a, a menu of options okay. uh, to pit, put together the 10% of GDP you would need uh, to actually pay for okay. Medicare all right. for all. Now, again, we should point out that socialism is not just Medicare for all. This is just one little program in yeah, the giant just swath one. of programs. Because you also have to have, you know, uh, education for all, mm-hmm. universal college education, and universal uh, housing mm-hmm. is also uh, on the list. Now, as as is guaranteed jobs for all. Mm-hmm. So you can't find a job. Don't worry. The government will provide one. And they'll pay you for doing either nothing or something very small. Right. right. Okay. So what I want you to do here, Glenn, I'm going to give you options. And you have to select ones you'll approve. Now, of course, Glenn Beck will not approve any of these options likely. They all obviously are increases in some sort of tax or fee or something because we're trying to get the money back for this 10%. So you need to put yourself in the mind of what's reasonable here. Not you evil libertarian jerk who doesn't want to help anybody. But so, yeah, what would you <laughs> okay, put so up if with? Okay, so if I'm, if I'm, uh, if, if I'm, if, if I had a gun to my head and, uh, and there was absolutely no choice of not doing this, what would I choose as the best route? I would, yeah, I would say, like, you know, what can you put up with? Okay? N- n- none of it. But You can't. But, like, right. think of this as, like, okay, we're a left-wing society okay. right. here. Like, okay. rational right. options here. Sure. Okay. okay. We're on MSNBC, and we are proud of that. Which right ones now. would you... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which okay. ones Got do it. you believe? All right. It's a completely different mindset. Okay. I wasn't prepared for this, but I think I can do okay, it. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, how about tax? Now, these are all policies you've heard before. All right. Thrown around. Tax carried interest as ordinary income. You willing to do that? Tax carried interest as ordinary income. So, this in other words, uh, interest on you know banks and whatever else I have. Car- well, car- yeah, carried interest is a little. Yeah, but I mean, this is you're, this is something that 
uh, evil rich people take advantage of all the time. Okay. I mean, you got to be right. able to do that. That's okay, the easiest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, you'll do that one. How about ending oil and gas tax breaks? <laughs> Come on. Well, that you got to do that. Step one towards Venezuela. But I got, you got to do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 okay. sure, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I'm about on MSNBC. This? Did yeah. you know that Warren Buffett's secretary pays three thousand? Not <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, it but, is mixing apples and oranges. It is, but. Again, you don't sound like someone who's on okay, MSNBC, MSNBC right now. That is an outrage. Okay, how about a thirty percent minimum Buffett tax for millionaires? I mean, come on, these are millionaires. They certainly can pay a little more for universal health care for everybody. Oh, it's a can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? But they don't get paid that way. So a thirty percent income tax <sighs> when you don't get an income is zero. Well, no, it would be your thirty. You know, there's. There's taxes that you, you're right. You get the money from different investments and things right. like that. We would make That's sure a capital gains. The tax. money that comes in, you pay minimum. So 30%. what happens to the capital gains tax? You're going to pay thirty percent on that. Just uh, come on. That's an easy <laughs> That's one. Crazy. Okay. Sure. Come on. Sure. Okay. Why right. not? How about a bank Rachel tax? Rachel Maddow on in just a few minutes. I love that. How about a bank tax on large financial institutions? These are big banks. They don't need this money. I just, it's it's, it's just, a bank tax. You can go along with that one. I think. <laughs> We'll get you there. Okay. How about this? Now, this is a minor thing. You probably mm. wouldn't even notice that. I don't even know why I'm bothering asking. But a carbon tax of $25 per metric ton. That's and you, craziness. Also, you don't rebate any household that is hit with it. So just make sure there's no rebates. You're, it's a, this is a punitive tax that goes on everybody. $25 per metric ton. No big deal. You're how, fine how with much that, would right? that, No. How much would that mean for the average person? Uh, well, I mean, uh, the, I mean, and, and carbon tax, what have you replaced it with? What, what are you replacing the energy with? I'm, I'm fine getting off of, you know, carbon emissions as the, the minute we have something to replace it with. Uh, what are we like? 40, uh, let's see, 40, let's say 40, uh, metric, metric tons. tons. So the average person, you know, it's not a big deal. I can tell you that. I mean, right. we're talking about what a thousand dollars. So an extra thousand oh, dollars per person, a year for no big deal. Average um, person. Yeah. I mean, but, but if you have a smaller house and you don't have as much money, it'd probably be less. Okay. And for evil rich people like you, it'll okay. even be more. All right. Okay. okay so that okay. one's no All big right. deal. Good. You're fine Good. with that, I, right? Oh, of course I am. Okay. How about eliminating mortgage interest, charitable and salt deductions? That is insane. Well, I'm on MSNBC, so I'm for it. Are are you? You're willing to go that far? I want to make sure. No. No, are you asking me, or are you asking the guy I'm supposed (laughs) to be on MSNBC? Put in your Put yourself in the mindset of I. Let's say we're going to try to pay for this. What's reasonable to pay for this? I know none of that. None of that because it would collapse the economy. None of that. Think about these deductions. Salt is the one for state income tax. So that's. Okay, that's a minor thing. No, it, I know it's, it's not. not. I'm just saying like that one. Well, come on, charitable interest. So you would no longer be able to deduct your charitable donations, no. and you would not be able to, to eliminate your mortgage interest. As no, because well. okay. I because that one. All right, so that one you're saying no on. How about this? What if we tax dividends and long term capital gains as ordinary income? No, that would be disastrous for the growth of any kind of industry. That would be a giant jobs killer. Okay, you're off on that one. How about repealing uh, the Trump uh, tax cuts that, that we just passed? Uh, you mean the one that's a spurring on the economy? No. Okay, no. All right. Eliminate the uh, the FICA cap. So 15.3% payroll no. tax on all wages. No. Oh, jeez. How about repealing the uh, earned okay, wait, income tax? Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're getting this from me. 
if I am buddy, but if I was over at, uh, you know, the what's the couple in the Joe and Mika, if I was over having, you know, some sort mm-hmm. of Chardonnay at their house last night, I'm probably for all those things. But there's some level where it gets completely insane, right? Like uh, where it's it's like we can all say, OK, well, I want to uh, it's the the minimum wage is seven twenty five. Right. We should we should raise it to twelve dollars or fifteen dollars. And the Republican says, well, well why not raise it to a thousand? Right. There's some point. Where the where a normal person who thinks universal health care is a good idea, right, is going to stop with these proposals. There's okay, so let, let me go back to where I just started saying no and look at it as an average, uninformed adult that doesn't pay any attention to anything that is just convinced that, uh, you know, the 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 rich are evil and they have no idea how business works. Okay, Eliminate mortgage interest, charitable and uh, salt deductions. I think the average person would say no to that. I think you're right. Tax dividends and long-term capital gains as ordinary income. They are going to say yes to that because they don't realize that's their 401k. Repeal the entire 2017 tax law. Uh, I don't know. You could probably make a case. Uh, let's say no on that one. Okay. Eliminate the FICA cap. 15.3% payroll tax. Everybody on will wages. say yes to that. Because it's evil rich people. Yep. Right? Repeal the earned income tax and child credit. No way they're saying yes no, to that. Okay. No. Uh, raise corporate tax rate by 20 percentage points. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I think you could make the case if the... Because it sounds bad. Well, it sounds corp- bad. It's a corporation. What do we you care? Can, you can make that case. Okay. Uh, I mean, just to the dolts. To right. the non- unthinking, you know, America. Double the 35 and 37% tax brackets to 70 and 74%. You will make that happen. You think people would go along with that? I absolutely. 74%. I absolutely do. Raise income. They bought into you could keep your doctor if you liked your doctor. It's true. Raise income tax rates across the board by 10 percentage points. No. No, that hits minimum. Or it will not happen. People. Impose a 20% value-added tax like a national sales tax. No. They're not going to accept that. Um, raise the payroll tax by 10 percentage points with no, no wage limit. No. Okay. Cut defense budget to European levels. Yes. You think that... Really? You think the average person I, goes along with that? I think... I, I don't <sighs> think they would go along with that. But I... But, you know... Okay. Let's say no, because I think if this... If for this to actually happen, the world has to be in much worse condition. And when it does, you're going to want that military. So okay. I'm going to say no to that. All right. Now, you needed to get to uh, 10% of GDP. And I'm adding it up now as we speak. Oh, boy. You we- had, Hang on. I'm going to take a break. Mm-hmm. This is going to be ugly. I have a feeling this is going to be very, very ugly. Uh, we'll get back to that here in a second. You add them up. Blinds.com. A lot of people have a hard time picturing how their home could be different or or how window coverings, window treatments can change the look of your house. And it is the easiest and the cheapest way to really change the look and the value of your home. Blinds.com has cool section. Now, the before and after pictures, just to get your imagination going. Do you see, you know, what's what's different? How do you how do you change things? What would it what would it look like just to be able to give you some ideas 
Now, Blinds.com, they make custom blinds. Uh, They make you feel like you've changed absolutely everything in your home without a big expense. And they're going to guide you through the entire measure process, the install process, all of it free. You'll get free samples, free shipping, free online design consultation. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings for many, many reasons. And now through tomorrow, you can save up to 50%, plus take an additional 5% off site-wide when you use promo code. Code Beck. That's 50% off plus an additional 5% off site-wide at Blinds.com if you use the promo code B-E-C-K. Blinds.com. Promo code Beck. Rules and restrictions do apply. Okay, so we're going to talk about 3D printing of guns. I, I, my eyes are going to bleed on this one. Um, but we want to talk about 3D printed guns. We're talking about socialism now and the the idea that America would be better off with a universal health care package. I cannot believe that I'm having to have this conversation uh, after I fought for so long saying this is what they were going to do. Uh, and uh, everybody said, no, you were there with me. I mean, you you saw it coming, too. But now we have to actually fight this. So how do we fight it? We have to fight it with uh, facts and reason and hope that it wins. Um, but uh, that doesn't usually work out. Let's try the numbers. So Stu just gave me a list. Now, who'd you get this list from? The Manhattan Institute put it together. However, all of the sources are either government source specifically or a liberal source. Okay. So we didn't we didn't want to take any like conservative estimates that would say it wouldn't raise that much money because okay. we're trying to get to 10% of GDP. That's what they say we will need. Yep. Okay, and so you gave me a menu mm-hmm. and read off the things that I said, okay, you could probably convince the American people to do. Okay, tax carried interest as ordinary income. Yes. And oil and gas tax breaks. Yes. 30% minimum Buffett tax for millionaires. Yes. Impose the bank tax on large financial yes. institutions. Carbon tax of $25 per metric ton, which, you know, is probably $1,000 per household, but, you know, that uh, depends on how much you use. Yeah, that one's questionable if you could get that one through. Yeah, because I think the average yeah. person would have a problem with yeah. that. Um, but still, it feels good, at least from the left. Right. Um, tax dividends and long-term capital gains as yes. ordinary income. Uh, eliminate the FICA cap. 15.3% payroll tax on all wages. Uh, raise the corporate tax rate by 20 percentage points. And I said no to that one, didn't I? No, you said yes to that one. You don't want to take that one out? All all taxes? Everybody? Corporate tax rates. Oh, corporate tax rates. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. And double the 35 and 37% tax rates uh, yes, for, for, for the rich, rich people yeah. to 70% and 74%. Okay. okay. You passed all of those things. Yeah. Okay. You needed to get to... I don't... I don't... I'm <laughs> just tuning in. I don't agree with any of no, those. You're saying, I'm just saying I think you could, in a worst case scenario... Con enough people into it and say, yes, but it's going to be good for the collective. What's the least offensive way to get there? We're trying right. to get to this wonderful Correct. socialist we utopia. Yes. Well, that's all we need. All we need is 10% of GDP. Now, we all know, of course, it would be more than that. Uh, but we're not even going to discuss that. We're just going to take the 10% GDP number as given. All the things I just described put together gets you to 4.36% oh of GDP. Oh my gosh. So you're not even halfway there to pay for that with Now again, we're at 74% tax rates. We're up tw- we're up to 40 we're up 20 points percentage points in corporate rate. We've eliminated so all the caps on these taxes. The li- we're by far the uh, most heavily taxed 
yep. uh, country in the world. Now, that's interesting, that too, cause, and there's crossover here as well, because, you know, we eliminated, we did not eliminate the entire tax law. If you want to do that, you were borderline on that one. That would get you to 5.03. I don't think you'd do that. I and don't if think you, you would do if that. you cut defense spending to European levels, you, 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 you know, you get to 6.03. But you're still only what do 60- you have to cut to get to ten percent. You got to pass the, probably either the, uh, the probably the the national sales tax and repeal the child credit and earn income tax credit might get you there. Oh, wow. It's almost impossible. This is the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the uh, program. I'm really glad that you are here today. Boy, do we have a lot to say on uh, the 3D printing of guns. I, I, you know, I watched CNN yesterday for about 10 minutes. Man, I can't even say that. It was probably about 35 minutes. Uh, and mainly because I couldn't find the remote. And so I just, I couldn't change the damn channel. Uh, uh, but I'm sitting there and I'm having lunch yesterday. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. And this is an honest question. This is an honest question. Does CNN report news anymore? Because if you watch them, I mean, it was one story after another, after another, after another. And all it was, was um, uh, speculation and then opinion about the speculation. We think this is what's going on. We think this is who's doing what. And then opinions about that and what it might mean if it's true. Yeah, I mean, there are particularly, uh, particularly uh, uh, certain shows that that really go over the line on this on that network. There's some that are okay, but there's a lot of them that are really just it's just constant. Like you know, I used this example yesterday, but it's like they're they had a speech of Trump, and he's just doing a normal campaign speech, and they're just covering it. Mm-hmm. And the bottom of the, the 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 screen, you know, the little lower third banner there says Trump talks um, amid Russian allegations. And then they listed like three or four of the, you know, potential scandals that have been swirling around the news. It's like, what do you mean amid? He wasn't talking about any of those topics. He just like he was speaking at the same time. We're worried about them. Is that is that the point you're making? I mean, you also could have said Donald Trump speaks amid a great economy with a very low unemployment rate and a new Supreme Court justice about to be uh, uh, nominated. Or you know, you could have done any of those things. Instead, you pick, hey, let's pick the three or four worst things we can think of and just put. He's speaking at the same time these things are being considered. I mean, that, that is just that is a that's the sort of bias that's very uh, implicit there. Yesterday, I, I started making a list of people that I want to talk to that I, I uh, that I think could add some intelligence to conversation. And mm-hmm. I don't care who they are. I just I, I want to talk to people who are honestly seeking truth. I don't care. Uh, no politicians are involved. I, I don't care uh, where you're at, as long as you agree with the Bill of Rights that we should not be shut down for our opinion, that nobody should be silenced. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're honestly seeking truth. And you can have an honest conversation where honest questions are asked that might change your mind. Talk to somebody and ask them questions about their point of view and their perspective that might change your mind or they might change their mind because of something you're saying to them. That's the kind of conversation I want to have. So I started making a list. I ran out of people at 10. (laughs) 10. 
I mean, what? How? What do you do? Who are those people that you think that are either? And I, I want to be really careful because there is a difference between uh, leftists uh, who are just, you know, the, the activists on either side, the people that just will go and say anything and they will never look at themselves in the mirror because they have an agenda. Who who do you who do you see that isn't like that? I mean, somebody suggested to me, Glenn, you really need to talk to the CEO of Twitter. Okay, well, yeah, I'd like to, but is he like that? Is he a guy who is open? I don't know. Is he a guy open-minded enough to be able to say, wait a minute, let me, let me say this. Let me show you how people view what you're doing. And him go, huh, now you know what? I, I didn't think of it that way. I've, I've never thought of it that way because I'm surrounded by leftists. You know, I don't think that moment would No, happen, I don't think no. so. But I mean, but be would somebody, I don't want to, why waste our time with people whose minds are already made up? Why? Well, I mean, if, if they have something to add to your perspective. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, let, me say, let, me, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Whose minds are already made up and there's no chance for anything surprising to happen in either direction. Right. And they just, their minds are made up okay. and you are wrong and they are right. We'll use a CNN example from today. Uh, they brought on a person who was at the, in the crowd of the Las Vegas shooting. And then they brought on a uh, Second Amendment advocate uh, talking about uh, the 3D printed guns. Right. And so what what happened, as you would expect, was... An argument and name-calling. Uh, and an argument in which the Las Vegas shooting uh, victim appealed to everyone's emotions because mm-hmm. he was, of course, in the middle of a terrible tragedy, one of the worst tragedies, uh, at least as far as... The worst as far as guns right. go. And then you know the uh, the ad, the Second Amendment advocate, which I don't I don't know who I'm not who, sure who she was, but trying to explain the difference between rights and feelings, and you know there are you know we've seen certainly with Dana Lash, who's had real success as going on there in those tough circumstances to to argue it's you know it's hard That's, these are hard moments and and they're hard decisions to make for a society. They act as if they're so easy. These are difficult decisions. Our decision was made in 1791. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a long time ago that one was made, but mm-hmm. still, these are tough issues. And you have to have someone who really, really knows what they're doing and, and is really uh, um, balanced and understands these things going on. You know, one person's laughing at the other. Then, you know, she, he, you know the, the shooting victim uh, makes some point that makes no sense as far as the Constitution, as you might expect. Again, mm-hmm. he's a guy talking, he's talking about emotion, he's involved in a shooting, and she laughs at it. And then he says, how dare you laugh at me? I was in a shooting. I, you know, bullets were coming down and I was dodging them and you're laughing at me. How could that possibly advance anyone's understanding of this issue in any way, that conversation? It's, it's, it's a giant zilch. And you have, of course, the host who is every time the Second Amendment advocate says anything that you know veers at all into something that doesn't make them look bad, she just interrupts them and then they go back to the other person. And it's just like, now, of course, I obviously agree with the Second Amendment advocate on these issues, so I'm seeing it in that fashion. But the bottom line is, there was zero chance of something positive coming out of that conversation. So I am wondering if there is a chance that anything positive can happen. For instance, 
last yesterday i started i started tweeting about the 3d gun thing and i said uh watching you know cnn explain 3d guns is hysterical it's like talking to my grandfather about hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> i said we we need to ban these sure as soon as we ban the internet the entire world is about to change in the media and, and dc still think it's 1959 well, that was just crazy talk. I got hammered for that. So somebody said, Iran, China, and Russia have no problem banning, you know, a lot of stuff on the Internet. You, oh, it, I, I don't. Are, are you making my point or I, I don't know? <laughs> I said, OK, let's be more like Russia and, and China and Iran. First, you have a right to smith your own gun. That's longstanding. You can make your own gun. Yeah, without serial numbers, without yeah, anything. You know what, if you, you do, can make build if, out of metal, you and build them at your home. Absolutely legal to do. Two, freedom of speech and blueprints. That was just settled, but these blueprints have been, you know, with the patent office since, you know, 1900. You can go get those. You just have to go to patent office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, the internet and 3D printers. Which one do you want to ban? So then I get, oh, while we're at it, Glenn, why don't we allow sex on the streets and kill anyone who upsets us? It's all about freedom, right? And I wrote, can anybody engage in an actual debate? Can anybody actually say something besides name calling? So one person wrote back, too much freedom is anarchy, Glenn. Okay. Okay, I'll take that as the beginning of wow, the good debate. That, you're yeah, taking I that took, as the beginning of a that good debate. That was as good as it got. And I said, good, first honest statement. Now, we have a Bill of Rights, but just assume we didn't. Where is the line of too much freedom? Holy cow. Uh, well, your freedom ends where my fist, uh, when your fist meets my nose. Um, we have the Bill of Rights, which is part of the Constitution. Um, you want me to answer that in a tweet? Why not just uh, have me explain thermodynamics? <laughs> well, no, I th- no, but you want to you want to block speech. Right. Yeah. OK, um, let's see. Uh, that's up to the citizenry to, to uh, decide, Glenn. The easy answer is is up to the Supreme Court. Um, no, it's not up to the Supreme Court. It isn't up to the Supreme Court or we still would have slavery. If it were up to the Supreme Court, we would still have Jim Crow laws. It's so frustrating. I, like in this CNN debate, I was just talking about the guy, the, the guy who's in the shooting says, well, you, you could bring up the First Amendment all you want. There, this is the law. There's a federal law and you, the, the First Amendment does not protect you against a federal law. There's no federal law. For, first of all, if there's anything the Constitution does... It is protects you against the government making federal laws that violate the Constitution. It's the whole purpose of the Constitution. It's exactly what it does. It is the most fundamental thing it does. <laughs> it, is. it is like the only reason the document exists is to make sure the federal government does not pass laws that violate it. Let me go a step uh, further. It is the point in the Declaration of Independence. Governments are escaped. Established among men <laughs> to protect these rights. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason why we have a government. 
Okay. What's the purpose of that, right? I mean, again, like what the purpose is, I guess, is to make me and you react like we just did. So we have some emotional, angry reaction about nonsensical points that don't do anything. And I don't know what we've done this a hundred times. Okay. So here's, here's what we have to do. I just want to play just the response. Um, uh, and I'm going to get into this later. And we're also trying to get a hold of Cody Wilson, but he's like, if I answer the phone, man, uh, it'll be that I'm awake, and so I'll talk. <laughs> if not, I'm like, can you put it on your calendar? He's, He's the like, guy who does the 3D printing <laughs> yeah, gun company, by is. the way. We've had him on before a, couple, yeah. a few times. And uh, we've had him on before and didn't really kind of, we didn't know how to feel about him. Didn't really kind of like him the first time, but that was like five or six years ago. He's 25 years old and changing the world. Now he's been beaten up a little bit and he's over 30 <laughs> and he's he's much cooler. He's, <laughs> it's much cooler. Uh, but anyway, he's the guy who is the 3D. It's all started because of him. So we're going to hopefully talk to him later on in the program. And I, and I, I, have, uh, I have some things to share with you, uh, but let's just, let's just let Mike Lee um, summarize this. Yesterday, they were trying to pass Senate Bill 533. And if this is not up to the president, if you want to ban 3D gun printing, and that's not what they're even talking about. They're saying that they want to make it illegal to publish the blueprints of guns, which are available at the patent office. But if you publish them, if you put them online, that will be illegal. Okay, so that's Senate Bill 533. Here is as they're trying to pass it. Mike Lee stands up. He's like, I've had this for about 10 minutes. So can I just chime in here just quickly? Before we do something, great moment. Thank God Mike Lee is there. Thank God. Listen to this. Mr. President, reserving the right to object, I first saw this legislation literally moments ago and therefore haven't had adequate time to review it. But I will say this. Any legislation that comes forth from this body that begins with the following words will attract my attention and should attract the attention of anyone who's concerned about our First Amendment and other constitutional rights. It begins with the words... It shall be unlawful for any person to intentionally publish. That ought to be concerning to us, to each and every one of us, Democrats and Republicans alike. On that basis, I object. Wow. American uh, Americans have got to know there is a much bigger debate than what does the NRA say? Who's Donald Trump's in the pocket? They are trying to pass a law. I don't care what it says after. It would be unlawful for anyone to publish. Follow that with anything. And it is against our Constitution. Now, we're also going to explain why this is just hyperbole. Why this all this is just this is the latest attack on Donald Trump and the NRA. This is this is ridiculous to have this debate, but we're having it. So we have to be able to defend it. More on that coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about um, your uh, your home and real estate. If you want to sell your home, I cannot recommend highly enough. This is the time. You know, there's all kinds of signs that the housing market is at the very top. Um, I don't know if it is or not. I personally think it is. Um, but if you can sell your home and it makes sense, now may be the time to sell your home. 
If you're thinking about it, you need a great real estate agent. So we did a ton of research and we found interesting data on what makes one agent better than the competition. Great agents uh, are full time and have long careers in real estate. Your wife's nephew that dabbles in real estate, not going to be the person that you need to hire for your most valuable asset. Great, great agents don't just show up and agree to list your home as is. They have years of advising clients on things like curb appeal and professional staging and and pictures. Man, the pictures are so important now on trying to sell your home. Uh, when to list, when not to list, what's happening currently in the market, what's going to look like in six months from now, pricing your home correctly. These are the these are the things that your agent should be saying to you right away now. We have real estate agents. We have over 1,200 of the top agents in America working to earn your trust and sell your home. If you need to sell your home and you want to sell it for the most amount of money and you want to sell it fast, realestateagentsitrust.com. They are the best in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the best one on your side, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. We've got a we've got a really great show lined up for you, uh, and it happens to be today. Don't miss a second of it. More in just a moment after the news in your local stations. Glenn Beck. You know we always we, we we all hear all the bad news all the time. We hear the bad news. Let me let me let me tell you a story about a tangle of red hair and frustration. A woman named April Malloy. She had found herself scraping through life. She was living in the backseat of her car. She was a single mother of nine living in the backseat of her car. She was on welfare, but she never gave up. Now, when she was a foster child herself, she learned the tricks of construction because she needed to, to figure it out. So she began answering uh, ads for construction work, and she put, you know, bids in for construction jobs literally from the back seat of her car. She knew she had to be strong for her children. She knew she had to go out and earn money. They needed her, um, and that she didn't want her kids to see their mother fallen, broken, uh, and desperate. Now, the beauty in life is when you put into it, all you usually need is just one break. And sometimes it takes a long time. April got hers when a woman answered her ad and had April remodel her bathroom. The woman's bathroom floors had caved in. And so April comes in, she bids on it, and she gets the bid. Now, it's easy to imagine that April saw herself in all of that brokenness, you know, the the, the Walking into a home like that, seeing that everything had collapsed, but slowly and steadily, she built that bathroom, and then she got another bid, and then another bid, and then another bid, and she began working bids for Red Lobster. She saved her money. She worked. She put in her time. She got the license that she needed. One by one, she did it. Today, April is the CEO of Construction First Class. It's based in New York City. That doesn't happen every day. 
And she's formed her own nonprofit called Women Empower Us to inspire and embolden women who find themselves in the same hopeless situation she found herself. Somebody who went from living in the back seat of their car, grew up in foster care, had screwed their life up one way or another, and now is the CEO of their own successful company. Those are the stories that we need to start hearing again. Because those stories exist. And those stories do not exist in most other countries. Because someone's always telling you that you can't. It's Wednesday, August 1st. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. A couple of things uh, going on. We, we, we need to discuss the... The craziness that is going on now in Washington about the 3D printed gun. It's absolutely insane. And we need to have a rational conversation about that. And we'll uh, do that coming up in uh, just a second. Also, um, we a couple of years ago, Glenn, you'll remember this, uh, Rich Weinstein. He's a uh, investment advisor, financial planner, and a listener to the show. And he got in touch with us about something he found when he decided to do some of his own research. Um, and what he found wound up being introduced into evidence into a Supreme Court uh, trial. Well, this uh, is the Gruber thing. Yeah, King versus Burwell, which almost overturned Obamacare. Uh, it's a crazy story. If you remember, you probably heard the clip. You might not have known it came from a listener of the show. But here it is from, I think it was 2014. You have it, Sarah? Okay, I asked Mike to pull a clip of... Uh, Jonathan Gruber talking about healthcare. Okay, we so to have that. So the it's just you right. can't do it politically. You just literally cannot do it. Okay, transparent financing. And let's have transparent financing. Also, transparent spending. I mean, the this bill was written in a tortured way to make sure CBO did not score the mandate as taxes. If CBO scored the mandate as taxes, the bill dies. Okay, so it's written to do that. In terms of in terms of risk-rated subsidies, if you had a law which said healthy people are going to pay in. It made explicit the healthy people pay and the sick people get money. It would not have passed. Okay? Just like the people, transparent, lack of transparency is a huge political advantage. And basically, you know, call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. Jeez. But basically, that was really, really critical to getting the thing to pass. And, so, you know, it's the second best argument. Look, I wish Mark was right. We could make it all transparent. But I'd rather have this law than not. So it's so kind of like the reporter story. Here you know, was yeah. the, the, the whole point of this is... The ends justify the means. They lied, they twisted the truth, and they wrote it in such a way that it would pass. But it was an absolute lie. Now, th- what's amazing is that this was found by a listener of ours who just likes to go hunting online and dig up stuff. And it was used in the Supreme Court case. Crazy. Uh, Rich is uh, with us now, uh, and uh, he's been diving into the the background of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and how this phenomenon sort of occurred. Rich, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, guys. Hi, hey, Great Rich. to talk to you, Rich. I, it's interesting. You, said, you, you posted this, and, and you go through kind of a long... Uh, the diagram here of what's happened is really interesting, but it starts with, you know, the 28-year-old phenom, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Right. You know, she's, she's been getting beaten up in the media because she doesn't seem to have any answers to any questions. And I didn't think, I really didn't want to beat her up anymore. 
my my question to myself was, how did she get to this spot without knowing any policy? So so that was my question to myself, and I didn't think anybody was really looking in that direction. <laughs> no, hang on and, just a second. I I mean, I hate to point out, but. You could say that the Republicans found somebody who got to a spot that didn't know much about <laughs> policy either. Well, occasionally uh, happens. We can talk about that. We can talk about that another day. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. All right. So, but, so, so you started well, looking into her, and what'd you find, Rich? Well, what I did was I first went to her uh, her campaign website, and and I I kind of wanted to see what her positions were before anybody was looking. Kind of like Jonathan Gruber. What was he saying before anybody knew? to look at what he was saying. And, you know, he was boarding stuff out when he thought nobody was looking. Right. So I, I thought the same thing about her. So I, I went to her um, campaign website, and I went back in time. I used a Wayback machine. And what I found was her campaign website, as little as a year ago, was not her campaign website. It belonged to a group called Brand New Congress, which I had never heard of before in my life. Okay. And, and what I did was I just kept following the bouncing ball. So I put brand new Congress in Google. And I come up with this video of Rachel Maddow talking to the executive director of brand new Congress. His name was, this is going to be a tough one. Sakat Chek. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. Okay. That's it's, it's Chakrabarty. Let's go then. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. American uh, citizen, or do you know anything about him? Uh, no, I, I, to tell you the truth, I put about a year on and off in the Gruber I put almost five hours into this. Okay. I all found right. all this in less than five hours. All right. So so I'm in the middle of a deep dive, but let me tell you at least where, where I got to, which is kind of kind of interesting. So I, I watched Matt Al interview this executive director from Brand New Congress, and she does a great job of explaining what this Brand New Congress organization is. They're trying to flood the playing field with progressives. They're trying to flood the playing field with Bernie Sanders' carbon copies. So what they're looking for are people that complete are advocates for Bernie Sanders policy statements, policy positions. That's the qualification. So he goes on. Uh, so they, they talk. It's an interesting video. And so, of course, he I Google his name and he, by coincidence, became the an executive director of an organization called Justice Democrats. What the heck is that? Well, I didn't know. So I start looking into Justice Democrats. And lo and behold, Justice Democrats was founded by a gentleman named Jank Uger. Oh, the now, guy from that uh, guy, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what's the name of that thing? Young uh, Turks. Young Turks. Mm-hmm. This guy's crazy. Right. That, that's exactly right. So, so that's where it gets a little weird because Jank Uger is completely tied up in all of this, and and. But as I'm looking into him a little bit more, I find out that he got kicked out of his own organization, Justice Democrats, because, well, somebody did a deep dive on him and found out in kind of the Joy Reid fashion that he is a complete sexist. And he posted some really terrible stuff online. So he got forced out of Justice Democrats. But if you keep following the bouncing ball, he is obviously, you said, part of the Young Turks. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. Because the Young Turks are part of something called the Medium Consor- Media Consortium, which is Soros-funded. So, so the whole thing goes right to George Soros. And I'm not really like a big Soros conspiracy guy. You know, I don't have – I've seen your whiteboard from years ago. Yeah. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't have that. But it led right there. So the other thing that's really interesting is that 
Cenk Uger is extraordinarily wealthy. He, he took venture capital money. He's worth like 20 million bucks now. Yeah. So, so if you think about all the Bernie Sanders policy, the, you know, the, the, the redistribution of wealth and all that, it always seems that the guys at the top are extraordinarily wealthy. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Yeah. I don't know how that happens, but, but this is a great case where, where Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is basically a Bernie Sanders carbon copy. And, and I, I, this is going to be a little derogatory, but the reason why I say carbon copy is not everybody even remembers what a carbon copy is. But if you, if you push down real hard, the first page you print on is pretty clear. And then every page underneath gets a little dimmer. All right. Yeah, you see where I'm going there? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. That's so you can see. You can see where she why she doesn't understand the policy. Well, I don't understand this honestly, Richard, because she is uh, um, she's. I think she's Ivy League educated. No. She has a master's in BU. Foreign. I thought she went to BU. Didn't she go to okay? I think BU. It's a yeah, it but it's BU. really it's good still school. a good college. Yep. She has, a, I think, a master's in foreign policy or foreign relations, and also one in economics. I think. Yeah. And she doesn't seem to yeah. have an answer on yeah. anything foreign policy or economics. Well, actually, some of her foreign policy statements are are really uh, incredible. And if I actually did a Google search on on her foreign policy comments, I think she's been really anti-Israel. So all I did was did a, did a Google search, took a picture of it, and put it online. And what's interesting is if you kind of I haven't completed my deep dive, but getting back to brand new Congress, they have a bunch of board members, and the first guy who's a board member who's listed, his name is Patrick Taylor, Patrick without a K Taylor, and this guy is really anti-Israel. And some of the stuff he's, he's, he likes to tweet like Jenk likes to, you know, be sexist online and post. This guy is really, really anti-Israel. And he wants to go ahead and base, let me see if I can find what, what he posts online. I'll just take me a second. But, but some of the stuff he has, he posted is, is really anti-Israel. And I, and it seems like that's a running theme in this, in this group also. I don't okay. know why. Okay. It's Marxism. Marxism is always always hand in hand with anti-semitism always without exception right so here here's what he here's what he posted uh patrick taylor it's a time to create a serious list of companies and individuals and boycott them endlessly until palestinians have their own state and autonomy maybe create an app to make it most efficient and then make it more real for israel you know anyone that could do that at glenn greenwald so Mm. so that is uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole strand of, you know, the, the, the research also, but they are, I, I don't understand, well, you explained it, but to me, there's a whole lot going on here, and there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's, I mean, if I had to call her a pawn in a bigger game of chess, I think that's what it is, you know, and there's a mess of her. There's a mess. This, this, this brand new Congress wants to flood the market with 400 Kennedys. What's really amazing to me, uh, Richard, is that, you know, you you haven't found anything necessarily nefarious. What you found is that big, huge money um, goes out and tries to find people that will run and do the bidding of socialists and that can get elected. And they there there is no such thing as a grassroots campaign. You know, the the story is, is she she went out and she knocked on doors, et cetera, et cetera, which I believe I believe she did. She worked hard for it, but she also has apparently funding and support from 
uh, you know, uh, uh, very leftist organizations, including uh, George Soros. So it's it's you know, they always talked about AstroTurf. Well, uh, this is AstroTurf. This is AstroTurf. One one of my bullet points that I I jotted down for today is something I want to follow up on. I want I haven't been able to follow the money yet. And and what what I did find, and again, this is something I haven't even taken a deep dive on, is I found where Justice Democrats sent six hundred thousand. They did an FEC filing. They sent six hundred thousand to brand new Congress recently. But if you go to brand new Congress's FEC filing, they don't show receiving it. So there's something really weird going on with the money. They're really good at. At, at, at bundling small donations and putting it in a pack here and sending it here, that that's going to be a huge flow chart if I could ever figure it out. Richard, thank you very much. Keep it up, and uh, we appreciate all the hard work that you uh, you do. And I appreciate brains that work like yours. That you're just curious and you just start to burrow in. Thank you so much, Richard. You're welcome. You bet. He's at uh, at Philly Rich One. Philly Rich One on Twitter. If you want to follow his ongoing uh, look into this, that's pretty or pretty help. interesting. Yeah, help, help. out. Let's. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll try to further it as well. I mean, it's an interesting thing because these groups are going to pop up and try to push this Bernie Sanders thing forward. Well, we we know that. I mean, you know, George Soros. I'm I'm all American. No, you're not. You're not. You are funding uh, socialist ideas. And the the socialism that uh, Ocasio Cortez is is pushing now is absolute poison for our republic. Our sponsor this half hour is ZipRecruiter. Okay, you got to find somebody great. You got to find somebody great. How do you find them? I mean, here we are, the most connected than we've ever been. But how do you find that right person? The Tinder? No, Tinder is no, 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 it has no. Okay. So here's what ZipRecruiter does. ZipRecruiter finds out exactly what you're looking for, what you need, and then they send your job to the, you know, 100 biggest um, job boards on the uh, internet. But then, instead of stopping there, they take matching technology, which they have, and they scan thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience, and then they go out and say, hey, you might not have seen this, but you should apply for this job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes every single application, spotlights the top candidates, so you never miss a great match. I mean, they are right there. It's like an HR uh, department without having an HR department. And even those companies that do have an HR department, they still use ZipRecruiter. It's so effective, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in the first day. Zip. Recruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ziprecruiter.com slash Beck. Hire the right person fast. ziprecruiter.com slash Beck. So that's an interesting thing that he, he brought up. There's nothing nefarious about, uh, about what's happening, um, and it's, it's not shocking. However, um, it's always, you know, under wraps you know what it is is that the power the same power you know remember george soros and hillary clinton they're it's the same they started media matters together so um now soros is saying let's go find all these socialists and let's go fund them it's the same it's the same people yeah and it's interesting how the resources are being applied i think to follow that it feels to me very similar to the tea party 
obviously. How do you mean? Totally different ideologically, right? Mm-hmm. But like if you think of the, the Tea Party, it was like you had Republicans who kind of let us down for many, many years. And the Tea Party comes out and says, no, we want someone really conservative. We want someone who's not going to care. We want someone who's going to go all the way with their values. Uh, you know, I'm sick of these rhinos, yes, right? Yes, yes, It's the same similar sort of yeah, thing. They're saying, uh, you know, look, we're socialists and we're tired of waiting around yeah. for your progressive movement. We're tired of it's hiding time, it. Yeah, it's time to be a socialist. Now, this is something you predicted a while ago, yeah. that they're going to unmask and just say they're socialists, which yes. is obviously happening now. Uh, but it's interesting to see the money now flow from people like Soros, who Soros wants this to happen no matter how it happens, right? He mm-hmm. wants progressivism to keep going mm-hmm. no matter how it keeps going. But he's looking now at what's the opportunity. His money goes to the to the places where the best opportunity is. And while he funded, he's always funded hardcore left-wing progressive mm-hmm. operations. Always. But he's now dumping money into organizations like this, which if you kind of look at it, you know, all these organizations came up to raise money for this uh, political movement. And, you know, people will say, well, the Tea Party's kind of gone now and all that. However, it was still responsible for a couple wave elections in the biggest that we've seen in the last century. So it can be that energy, even if you don't like the policies, can be turned into something um, that if you're a conservative is pretty dangerous. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, the Tea Party had real believers at the beginning. Then you started to have the pretenders. Mm -hmm. You know, the party started to go into it and they're like, yeah, that's me, too. And they weren't. No, it'll be interesting to see how long actual socialists remain back. Mercury. We've had a uh, fantastic run uh, with the housing market in the last couple of years. And it's really, I mean, we're about five years into this now where we've seen prices increase. And, you know, who knows what's coming next? I know I'm a guy who's pretty nervous about the way real estate can come and go too fast. And that's why when you have a moment, you're deciding, you know, I'm going to change locations of where I live. It's a big, important decision. You have to have somebody that you trust on your side in the transaction. And that's why Glenn created realestateagentsitrust.com. It's just the place to go. You go to realestateagentsitrust.com, you put in your location, and you're able to look through the best agents in your area. These are people who are actually screened. They go through a screening process so you can find out who has the best results, who's good at advertising plans and follow-up and all the important things that when you're selling your house, you need to have. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go if you want to sell your house fast and for the most money. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, they're now saying that Apple may become the first trillion-dollar company in history. Think of that. Think of that. That's incredible. I mean, and it's amazing to see how... Car, car, the- car companies... Car companies that that everybody bought cars. I know, but this is more central to people's lives, especially with Uber and things like that. Now, a lot of people don't have cars and they do have phones. Um, it's incredible, though. You think of the last five years, Amazon and Apple both had really, really good runs, right? They've all become part of our lives, maybe more than we want them to be. But, you know, Amazon is up 193% in the last five years. Mm. That is a really freaking good run mm-hmm. for a company. Apple is up 491%. Why? 491%. Is Amazon global? Yeah, right? And it's, you know... I mean, is it everywhere? Like, Apple is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Apple is everywhere. So you have people buying stuff every day, and you're on iTunes and everything every single day. Do they have the market? Does Amazon have the market 
penetration? I mean, it's still a gigantic company, right? No, I know and that. I know it's that. It's still $874 billion market cap. Where like- I'm just still trying to figure out why Apple or... I mean, if you, were, if you had $1,000 to put down on a company and you were like, I, well, this one's going to last. Mm. This one's going to be around and will affect everybody's life. I would put it on Amazon. I think so, too. They're so wide-ranging. There's, yeah. And that's everything. A lot of their money comes from things you don't even think about with Amazon, which is like their cloud services. Yeah. This is really where they make lots of, even you know, a good chunk of their money. Um, by the way, there's another story that came out today. Jeff Bezos' parents. Did you see this? No. This is amazing. Uh, Jeff Bezos, 1995, goes to his parents and is like, I really want to start this thing. I can't, will you invest any money? They decide to put in $245,573. Oh, that's a lot. At the time, he warns them and says, look, I, I want to come to Thanksgiving. So I, we've got, you got to know that this is probably not going to work, but like, this is a big risk. They take the risk anyway. We don't know how, how much they've sold and stuff throughout, but if they had held on to it today, it would be worth $30 billion. A $245,000 investment would be worth $30 billion today. So, I mean, they may be billionaires we never even knew existed. Wow. Um, I mean, who knows? But uh, it's pretty pretty amazing. We should tax them more. Harry in uh, Georgia. <laughs> Wait, no, that's a great story. I, don't... <laughs> I know, we, but we got to jump on this socialist bandwagon. Yeah. Hello, Harry. How are you? Hey, yeah, I also invested $245,000 with Jeff on the first day. So <laughs> so why are you calling us? <laughs> you should be on your own island. To do. <laughs> um, listen, you know, I go back to with you guys to before day one. I go back to a buck an ear. Okay, you're trying. Wow, okay. So I, well, this I is Harry. You, yeah. <laughs> I remember I you now. I all the opportunity in the world to back up on a statement you made about an hour ago. Okay, go this, ahead. This is on the gun stuff. All right. Or the what you guys are calling 3D printed guns and, and a lot of stuff. You know, Cody, and I know you guys don't really know this because you're not really, you know, hardware guys or whatever, but it, it, it's very, it takes everything I have not to buy a new piece of equipment because I just love machinery. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I mess around with this stuff a lot. The thing, so number one, what Cody is selling with Defense Distributed is not 3D printers. He's selling a CNC milling machine. That's, that's, so a lot of people, and I know there's also the 3D printing aspect, additive. Yes. But the CNC milling is, is you're taking away parts of metal, which you can do with a drill press and a hand, a hand work sure. milling machine and have been able to do that for 100 years. Sure. But on top of that, you, you, part of your argument, I think you were just on the way out of a segment, and you might have, this might have just been a throwaway line, but you said, you know, this stuff is already available at the patent office. Glenn, that's the point of the patent office. Oh, no, no, hang that's on. Wait, 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 wait. Harry. Okay. Harry, please. Harry, Harry. Yes, you and I are on exactly the same page, so I'm glad you called. It is available at the patent office. The patent is what made America and capitalism work. It was, I think, the key to uh, to capitalism. And but if you, you were just making that as an argument to to allow it hold to on. be distributed, no, no, hold on, hold on, just a second, hold on, just a second. Uh, the so I agree with patents and being able to have the right to patents. Um, and, and is my main argument with Cody. I am a guy who makes a product, you know, and I don't want people taking my product and just taking it and stealing it and putting it everywhere. And I mean, we're, so what? So what do I get? 
and we've I'm had be that streaming con- this call on my own channel later. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm going to be streaming this call on my own channel later. <laughs> it's, uh, but I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. This is the argument that I've had with Cody. You can't take other people's patents and just put them out online. His argument is, well, it's happening already. It's going to. Well, that's something that we should debate um, and figure out how to protect people's patents and the right to their idea. That's a separate argument from uh, the uh, 3D printing. And we just can't have we can't have people just, you know, uh, 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 putting blueprints out online if they would have said because those are patented um, uh, and and uh, and and uh, uh, protected plans, not because of safety, but because of the individual that held that, who came up with that idea, we're having a different argument. What they're saying is you can't publish things that are dangerous. You can't publish and make your own gun. Well, that's that's wholly different. That, that, that genie is, is already out of the bottle. You're not going to be able to put it back in. And I don't want anything, anything to do with an argument that says it's illegal to publish something. Right. I, I, but, I, but, you know, they're going to try to conflate the two, right? And, and I think that it has to be two separate issues. I agree with you. I, I completely yeah. agree with you. So, That's just not the way that came across to me. When you said that on the way out, it came across like, hey, they're available, so who gives a crap, you know? Oh, no, no, That's no, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for that, Harry. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know. But, 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 I mean, when it comes to the patent issue, I mean, these are all all patents. The U.S. Patent Service, you can search online right now. I mean, the, what you're, are you arguing against his ability to sell them? Is that what he, I mean, or, because I thought he had and people. I don't think, I don't think he, and I don't, and I, it, 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 I have not researched that, but I don't think he has gone on and, let's say, bought a Glock or a Sig or whatever and, and taken it apart and laser scanned it. And then I don't think he's doing that. No. I think the stuff he's, the G code files he's selling are what they claim are their own DD designs. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and so this, is yeah. a di- this is an entirely different argument, and I'm 100% with you. But that is, that's where the corporations need to come out and say, wait a minute, you just can't take my drug just because I've patented and you know the formula. You just can't do that. That's my formula. That's what this is all for. That's that's a completely different argument than what is being made currently by the press. They're not making a capitalist uh, argument uh, for the protection of the rights of ideas and and patents. That's not what they're talking about at all. You know, a lot of this and I'll just use Chuck Schumer as the as the coverall for all these idiotic statements about you know, oh, guns are going to be everywhere, and you can, they won't be detectable, and they won't be traceable, and you'll be able Ugh. to get a gun onto a, onto a plane, and this, <sighs> that, and the other thing. Again, the CNC milling, that's a 100% metal gun made exactly the way that SIG or, or whoever's making it, and, and these other, that sort of balloony-looking giant, I think you had one on the show, and, and did you guys, I can't remember if you shot it or not, but... <clears throat> no, you mean the one made out of plastic? Yeah, the plastic. No, I'm not going to shoot that one. I, yeah, no. that, that's a whole separate argument. You know, it's funny. Um, Buck last night had a guy call in 
And he says, he, I think he started out, his intro was like, oh, I'm an orphan from Chicago or Detroit or someplace. And he says, I grew up in a real rough neighborhood. He says, I could make a, I could make a zip gun in 10 minutes with $12 in parts, and I can make them all day long, and they'll fire, you know, for years. And, and so the argument of, of, you know, the illicit gun being out there is, is just stupid. And I, I used to own a gun. It was lost in a fishing accident a long time ago. Yeah, right. And, oh, that's um, too bad when they drop in the lake like that. <laughs> And I, I hear that happens a lot. Yeah, it's happened to me a lot. My entire collection was dropped oh into a lake accidentally. Why did you bring them all fishing? I don't I, understand. I just I misunderstood the idea of fishing. I'm like, I'm going to get those damn fish. Oh, because uh, we were going for flying fish, and oh. I thought it was like you know, I thought it was like duck hunting. Every uh, time Glenn yelled "pull," a flying fish would shoot out of the water. That's exactly right, and all of the they fell in the bottom of a very deep lake and have never been yeah. found. Anyway, well, I, I'm glad we cleared that up because that that got under my skin right off the okay, bat. Okay, so Harry, let me let me ask you this: if you have to listen to next hour because I'm gonna I'm gonna make my case, uh, you know, here on on what Cody is doing, uh, and I will include to be very very clear on patents. Thank you for that. Um, I can't listen. I'm going to be rebroadcasting this. <laughs> well, you can wait for a few minutes. I mean, I mean, when your audience has an audience, it just kind of pisses you off. You know what I mean? Just no, you should say, hey, I'm, I'm going to, you know what you should do is you should rebroadcast this broadcast live on your broadcast, which would be, I mean, sure, I have copyrights, but what Can the I hell? Can I get you to run a promo? <laughs> 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 so, Harry, one more thing. What yeah. is the, uh, uh, you know, I, I do want your, I do want you to hold after this because I do want to find out about your, your podcast and everything else, but um, uh Tell me what your stance is on the plastic guns. Well, listen, my my wife's father used to work for the FBI, and we got an internal tour about 20 years ago, mm. and, and he took us all around up to the, he was in, um, he was in forensics, and he took us up to the, the guy that does all the, <clears throat> the gun testing and all, the, all that stuff, yeah. and, and he's, he's talking about, this, that, and the other thing with the, you know figuring out the guns and and un, unscrewing when they when they get rid of the serial numbers and stuff like that. And I said, wait, there's no. <clears throat> what, what about the you know the undetectability of polymers and stuff? And and he says, oh no, they can't do that. And I said, wait a minute, there's no no uh, plastic or whatever. I mean, I'm not a chem uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a chemist, but under the generic non-metal type stuff. Uh, that can get that can contain the blast of, and he sort of looked, it like you know when you when you catch a kid like uh oh, and he sort of looked like that, <laughs> and mm. I was like okay whatever you said you said there's not, and, and that was a long time ago <laughs> right right so so it, it seems difficult for me to believe that there's not already or very soon going to be sure a, a generic plastic again sure but should we have laws against undetectable guns <sighs> yeah there probably should be laws against undetectable guns I there probably I, should be it's interesting i mean the nra i think you know agrees uh, the NRA supported the, uh, the 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 law that made them uh, yeah. illegal. That's what everybody is saying. You know, they're showing these plastic guns on CNN. They're like, can people can make these. No, they're illegal. If you make them, you go to jail. 
They're illegal. But the question is, if you're a real constitutionalist, that is an infringement. They, they yeah. didn't say only out of metal and wood. <laughs> they didn't say that. No, no, they did not. And it's, it's it's an interesting question, obviously a difficult one that is developed. Although, I mean, it's the, the guidelines are clear. Do, do, shall not be, be infringed. infringed. And, you know, this this particular case that's going on now is really more of a First Amendment case than it is a Second Amendment case. I mean, there's a Second Amendment ties to it, but really this is about sharing information. We all know bombs are illegal, but the Anarchist Cookbook, uh, and we're going to go over this in depth today on the TV show, but the Anarchist Cookbook is still legal. Uh, you can still go buy it. You can still put information out there. It's what people do with that information that makes it legal or not. Yes. And, yes. you know, that is... Uh, now, there are some, obviously, exceptions with private uh, information, and there's, there's, a, there's certain things out there that you can and can't do. I just don't want but, to be a part of a country that says you cannot publish these ideas or you cannot publish... If you want to say you cannot publish them because they are copywritten ideas... Right. Someone else owns them. Somebody else owns them. That's a different argument. But to say, well, this is dangerous, we cannot allow you to publish... That is a really bright red line that you never allow the government to cross. More on that uh, coming up in a few minutes and uh, pretty extensive tonight at five o'clock only on the Blaze TV. All right. You take your car in. There's the little check engine light has been going off. Or we're set. You go in for just something like an oil change. And then they come out and, and, and they say, well, it's a little more than... What do you mean? What? I didn't know. I did. Did you have to do that? If you if you're under warranty, you're like, OK, cool. If you're not. Well, wait, can you take that work away? Can Did you have to? You need an extended vehicle protection shield. And that's what I have from Car Shield. And I will tell you, it paid for itself in the first year. Uh, I had to bring my truck in. My truck was doing fine. Just went in for an oil change. Everything was fine. Sensor went wrong. It was like six grand. I, what? Now the car's like, the truck's worth like 15 grand. What do you, uh, no. Well, it was covered by Car Shield. Get your, get your repairs covered so you don't have to worry about it because it is wildly expensive to fix your car. You need the protection of an extended, uh, uh, you know, extended protection. So go to carshield.com, call 800-CAR-6100, 800-CAR-6100, or go to carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to save 10%. It's carshield.com, deductible may apply. It's good to hear from Harry again. I haven't heard from him in a long time. He would been with us for a very long time uh, on this program when we started in uh, Tampa. And I don't know how many people are still with us from from the Tampa. It's like we're going on uh, 20 years, 19 years in January. This show will have been on. That's insane. That's just insane. And if you've been with us the whole time, you're nuts. But thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, all right. 3D printing guns, what the media is saying, what the truth is, and what the real argument should be. Next. Glenn Beck. It's Wednesday, August 1st. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to start yesterday with something that Chuck Schumer said um, as he was panicking about 3D printed guns. Listen carefully. Sure as we're here today, nothing is going to happen from this administration. 
we're going to have to pass legislation because they are just enslaved by the NRA. Okay, stop. So what did he just say? He wants the president to do something about 3D printed guns. That he's got to stop the publishing of the blueprints on 3D printed guns. And if he doesn't act, then Congress is just going to have to. Well, excuse me, Senator, but if you know our Constitution, all laws are supposed to come from you. And then the president approves or vetoes on. uh, He doesn't enact laws. You do. So what do they do? They decided to enact a law. Here is what Mike Lee had to say within minutes of reading this bill from the Senate. Mr. President, reserving the right to object, I first saw this legislation literally moments ago and therefore haven't had adequate time to review it. But I will say this, any legislation that comes forth from this body that begins with the following words will attract my attention and should attract the attention of anyone who's concerned about our First Amendment and other constitutional rights. It begins with the words, it shall be unlawful for any person to intentionally publish. That ought to be concerning to us, to each and every one of us, Democrats and Republicans alike. On that basis, I object. Thank God for Mike Lee. Anytime, anytime, any legislation, is, it, is in, it is unlawful for you to knowingly publish. I don't care what you follow that with. It is unconstitutional and un-American. That's not who we are. Now, the problem is, you have to ask yourself this one question. Do you trust people? Do you trust people? Well, more and more, we are being told that we shouldn't trust people, even though violent crime is down. Even school shootings is way down, dramatically down from the 1990s. We're told you can't trust anybody. And we're starting to believe that. So if you don't trust anybody, well, then you've got to have a policeman walk around and say, well, you can't do that. That's illegal. But where does freedom begin and end? Where does your right end? Freedom of speech. Where does it end? I say it doesn't. Generally, we rule that your right ends when you're starting to hurt other people or or take away their rights that's when your freedom ends you hurt okay well these 3d printed guns they they kill no killers kill the guns don't kill the printing doesn't kill the machine doesn't kill the bullet doesn't kill none of it kills killers kill So that means the printing of the guns or milling of a gun is legal. Milling already is. This is just a new way of milling. So it's already legal. Now you're just introducing the cotton gin. Okay, now it's easy to do. You want cotton in everybody's hands? Well, yeah, it's already been invented. You're not going backwards. Now, printing guns, milling guns, that's legal. The question is whether you can publish the blueprints. And here's where an argument could be made. Printing and milling guns are fine. But if you are taking somebody's copywritten material, well, then now now that hurts somebody. That hurts the inventor, the one who put all of their time and toil into that to invent it. And they have a copyright on it. 
This is what created America was the copyright. Now, not everybody agrees with that, but I do. This is why I would be against somebody saying, well, I could just print, you know, here's a Lego, not Lego. Well, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't sell a Louis Vuitton purse. It is against the law. Do people do it? Yes. Will people print Legos instead of going to the store? Yes, they will. But then you have a whole nother set of problems. Right now, we have a copyright. So I don't care if it's a Glock or a Lego. The only argument that I can find is the copyright argument. Everything else, it doesn't hurt anybody's rights. Unless you use it to kill somebody. Plastic guns. Well, they're already banned. Should they be? That's an argument we should be having. Isn't that infringement of your rights? But publishing? This is what they're going after now. Publishing. It will be unlawful to publish these things. Tonight on television, I'm going to show you the Anarchist Cookbook. This is one of the most vile books you can ever imagine. It's gone through court case after court case after court case. It was originally printed in 1972. You can buy it right now on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. It teaches you how to make ricin. It teaches you how to pick locks. It tells you how to torture people. It tells you how to build bombs. Everything. Well, we could print that. Oh, you know, it's been used by Columbine. It's been used by Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. They had it. They bought it. You know who else has a copy? Me. It's not the book. Just because I have the book, I'm not making bombs. I have the book. That doesn't make me dangerous. That makes me somebody who believes in freedom of speech. It makes me, in my particular case, a collector of odd and rare books. Okay. So should it be illegal? No. It's gone through court case after court case after court case. In fact, the guy who wrote it was 19 years old. He tried to stop it after he grew up and said this was a huge mistake. But he didn't own the copyright. He didn't own the publishing rights. And so he couldn't stop it. He wrote it. But he sold the, print, the publishing rights. It's still on the market today. We'll go into that later tonight. But the guy who's brought us this conversation, and it is an important conversation because this is the beginning of the digital world, is Cody Wilson. He is the uh, founder of Defense Distributed. Cody, how are you? Hey, Glenn. Happy to see you again. Yeah, happy to talk to you. Thanks for getting up for us. I know you're, you know, you're kind of like, yeah. If I answer the phone, well, I'll, I'll talk. If not, <laughs> <laughs> look, man, I got, I hit a wall pretty hard yesterday, so I did, you know, I was up pretty late. But yeah, I, I have to tell you, Cody, I, I was watching CNN last night, and honest to God, listening to them talk about this was like explaining hip hop to my grandparents. I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> wow, were they uh, uh, completely. Uh, they were just completely on another uh, another plane. Um, tell me how you respond to what's happening right now. Well, I mean, uh, there's a legal response, which I'm not sure that you mean. I think maybe you just mean how, how do I process? The, yeah. How do like, you go freak out in the culture? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I look. I'm bemused because it's at the beginning of the year. They all congratulate themselves, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, about the Pentagon Papers and the Washington Post's bravery in publishing. Right. And then uh, tell me about net neutrality and how they fear the Internet will be censored. 
And then uh, little old me comes around, and they sure are glad that they can, I don't know, make illegal all publishing. Hmm. Does it does it chill you to the bone as much as it does me when you hear, you know, the first lines of this bill where it makes it illegal and unlawful if you knowingly publish fill in the blank? No, I, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, one, that's that would just be an obviously unconstitutional law. Now, of course, it had to be somebody like me that would get prosecuted on something like that. But I'm willing to do that. Um but I've been fighting Chuck Schumer on this issue for years. In 2014, he tried to pass a bill in the name of security that would have made it illegal to make a gun, you know, with, or any gun part on a 3D printer. So, I mean, these people are craving. And I suppose the only useful thing about what I'm doing right now is that look, look at what I have demonstrated. These states, these attorneys general, 21 of them, by the way, these states are telling you exactly where they are. They believe it should be illegal for you to share this information. They believe it should be illegal for you to make a gun, speak about making a gun. I mean, it's very clear where these states are going to be within five years' time, within 10 years' time. Get out if you live behind the blue wall. This isn't going to end, you know. This isn't going to somehow end with Kavanaugh or something. They're going right for it. They're going for keeps. So, Cody, are you a... Are you a, a a gun nut that's like, everybody's got to have a gun? Or are you a guy who says the world is changing? It's no longer 1959 anymore. And this is just part of the new world. And you have to you have to deal with it. Yeah, I, I changed. I changed even some of the laws already. Like I for five years, I fought a, a Cold War, a Cold War rule. Um, that the State Department had, and I and I won. Uh, last week, that rule essentially changed. Uh, it was modified, and, and soon a final rule will come out. So that cold rule or, or that that cold war rule is over, and now, right? These these attorneys general have to face the fact that uh oh, there's actually nothing now standing in between people sharing plans for guns on the internet, and they're in a, a mad rush to pull me into every court in the union and create some kind of law out of whole cloth. Does this uh, is this any different in your mind than somebody who is already milling their own gun? I mean, you have to have, you know, you have to have your own machine shop to make a gun and you can make a gun and you can get the plans to make a gun. Um, and this isn't this just isn't the 3D printer or the or the printer that you sell, um, which is actually not printing it, but removing uh, metal. Um, isn't this really the same thing? It's just a modern way of doing yeah, it? Yeah, this, uh, this settlement I got and this ruling and the files I posted were actually files for everything, kind of every way that you can make a gun or just have the blueprints for guns. So I actually only posted like one 3D printable gun file, you know, the classic one that everybody knows about from a few years ago. I posted that, but most of what I posted were just pure blueprints and three or four milling files. You know, these are... These aren't. This is post-war technology. This is some of the earliest computer code that's that's ever been existed. As long as there have been computers, there have been gun companies using computers to assist them in their manufacturing. So these files are actually ancient in terms of, you know, the uh, internet timelines and stuff. Again, it doesn't matter. The the subject is it completely escapes people. Uh, people don't want to understand it, and of course, it's very convenient for people like Chuck Schumer, who can, in the name of public security try to throw death blows i guess at the uh, at the second amendment and i guess the first 
So I, I, I think we disagree on this, um, and I'd like to hear your argument um, uh, to make the case. I believe in copyright. I, I work my whole life. I, uh, you know, I write a book. I don't like it when China just takes my book and just rewrites it, takes my name off of it, and, uh, and I, get, I don't get paid for it. Um, it's what made the capitalist system work. Um, you know, if there are non-copywritten blueprints, et cetera, et cetera, I don't think that there's any there's any reason why you can't use them to print a gun. Um, however, uh, when it comes to a copyright, if you're printing a gun, perhaps for your own personal use, maybe, um, but uh, certainly not for turning around and selling them. I mean, doesn't this destroy the. Do you draw a line between things that are out in the open already that are that are free from copyright and copywritten material? Yeah, I do. In in the case of our in the case of this subject, though, copyright really only applies to written blueprints or let's say instruction manuals, things like that. For the most part, what we what we're concerned about are patents. You know, design patents, utility patents, things like that. And, and design patents actually have much shorter lives. So. In the case of the firearms world, most of the patterns that are pretty successful and that people use and the files related to guns are actually already expired in terms of patent. They're not protected. Okay, so you didn't, and I'm sorry you're using copyright. It's my business. I'm not thinking patents. Um, if, if, if What you have released and what you believe sh- should and can be released is not stuff that has been patented or not even released, but not used, not made. Would you agree with yeah, the that- protection of the patent? I decline. I decline to patent any of our technology, and of course, the really popular technologies like the AR-15 and these other guns, the 1911. These designs have been with us so long that, thankfully, no one has patent anymore. But what I was given authority to do by the State Department, what's really important about what I was given authority to do, was to commit this information to the public domain. To put it there is to make it safe, both from claims of of future patents and copyright, but also from claims by the government that like. Well, you, you can't post this anymore. Well, sorry, no, it's actually considered in the public domain. It's now outside of the scope of these laws. So in this sense, avoiding intellectual property is actually one of the safest ways to, to preserve the information before the law. Um, what about the plastic gun, the undetectable gun? Uh, what would what do you mean the the copyright on the gun? What no, are, is there is there? Do you? I'm 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 trying to figure out. You know, this is everybody's talking about plastic guns, undetectable guns, guns without yeah. serial numbers. Uh, you know, all of this stuff. Where is there a line at all on the Second Amendment? Well, what what the our opposition? Right, I'm being charitable here. I'm not calling them our 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 earnest enemy. I'm not calling them domestic enemies of the Constitution of the United States. I'm calling them our opposition. What they believe is that they can use this issue to, and talk about undetectability, but pass laws about traceability so that they can end up creating laws that make sure that no matter what, if you make a gun in this country, it's either illegal or you have to tell the state about it. And that's never been the law in this country, and it, and it never should be. Yeah, that came in the 1960s. Okay, Cody, uh, hang on just for a second. Cody Wilson, uh, the founder of uh, Defense Distributed, the guy who all of the 3D stuff is is happening because of him. More in just a second. First, let me tell you about um, uh, My Patriot Food Supply. What is, if, if something happens, the people in California, God bless them, 
they had to run out of their house quickly. Now, a lot of them are living in hotel rooms. They have nothing, nothing. Imagine losing everything. You have what you have in your bank account. You now have to put your family up. How are you going to pay for just the hotel room, let alone all the food? If you have My Patriot Supply, you can grab and go. If there is a problem, you don't have to worry about food. The emergency food supply. Now, here's a special for you this week. Each person in your household should have at least a two-week emergency food supply. And you can get it now from My Patriot Supply. The gifts this week, these food kits, are only $67. That's two weeks of food. Each person needs one. Two weeks of food for $67. It's available this week only. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Or call 800-271-63. 800-271-63. Preparewithglenn.com. This is the most important conversation America can have today with uh, Cody Wilson. Instead of speculating, instead of uh, trying to guess what he is doing and what he believes, talk to him yourself. Cody Wilson, the founder of Defense Distributed. Cody. First of all, correction. You say I was wrong on something? Oh, I don't know if it's what you meant, but okay. there is a, there's a law from the 1960s called the Gun Control Act, and it is a law that requires a serial number to be put yeah. on a gun, but only if that gun is made by a commercial manufacturer, dealer, Correct. or distributor. Correct. So Americans, American individuals, your listeners at home, have the legal right to make a gun for themselves for their own use, right. and they don't have to put a serial number on it. That's that's what I just wanted to make sure was clear. Yeah, no, yeah, we're on the same we're on the same thing. Everybody has a right to do this themselves right now. The deal is, is do you have the expertise and and the equipment to do it? And three D printing. They're trying to make it sound like everybody can be just run out and buy one of these uh, printers, which you could. You could, but you could also get the milling machine and, and make one yourself as well. It's pretty expensive, too. I mean, yeah. they make it seem like this is the easiest thing in the world. Um, Cody, I'm, I'm curious. One of the parts points that keeps being brought up against you is the idea that we should not have the right, uh, and we don't have the right, to create a gun out of plastic that cannot be detected by metal detectors. How do you react to that? Well, there. I mean, there's a law in the books about this, although there's never never really been serious there's never been enforcement about it it was it was passed when the glock was brought to market and brady it used to be called yeah. handgun control incorporated right got this law passed but now it's a real law like on accident almost I, like i agree i think we can we can pass laws at some level that conform with our security norms but remember there were there were never metal detectors in the 1700s right. and uh we made it okay right. we made it guys <laughs> so but it, 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 can all can every piece of a gun be made out of plastic? The springs, the 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 firing pins. I mean, the bullets don't doesn't that show up on? I mean, wouldn't a bullet right. show up? Of course. Yes, of course. Um, now this gun can be. This is probably the most plastic a gun's ever been made out of. At least I don't know in a outside of the DOD and like the spy games, sure. the Cold War, right? I've heard rumor of, and I've had years to meet many people who told me about famous composite guns. In the, in the spy games of the Cold War, but yeah. but no, you need you need metal to to right. have a firing pin. You need metal right. in your in your cartridges and your ammo. Okay, Cody, thank you very much. Thanks for talking to us today, and uh, we'll keep checking in and following your progress. Cody Wilson. So Pat Gray joins us. Um, I'm just resisting. What am I resisting? <laughs> I don't know. Collectivization of manufacture. 
institutionalization of the human psyche? I'm not sure. <laughs> you but know, I do yeah. know one thing. Yeah. It's a symbol of reversibility that the gun will never be eradicated from the face of the earth. I do know that. Well, off, the so, off the top of his head. Off the top of his head. That's how many times we played that. Yeah. He, he, He's it, so much more likable now than he was then. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, Cody Wilson was with us. How long ago was it? Five, six years ago? Yeah, it was six years ago. When we first started talking, remember how crazy it was to talk about 3D printing? Yeah. Oh, God. And uh, first started talking about it and saying, look, this is going to play a role. We found him. We got him in. He brought in those the plastic you know, guns and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, and uh, since that time, he has become uh, really quite important in the world. Uh, and we've we had him on. And did you hear his last interview with us the time before last? I was here. Yeah, for that. We filled it in first, too. I loved him because mm-hmm. he was good. Yeah, I said I played that quote for him. Well, I don't know. What am I resisting? Mm-hmm. And he said, look, I was 25. And I, I, said, I said to him, have you ever figured out what you were resisting? <laughs> he just he laughed. He was yeah. so he didn't take himself quite as seriously yeah. as he did back and then. And he just said on the air, "Look, you know, there are there are probably laws that should be written for to comply with our safety norms." Mm. Okay, when Which we were talking sense. about plastic guns. Yeah. Um so he's not a hard line on that and also when it came to patent it seemed like he was not a hard line on patents either. Where if I'm not mistaken, the last the first time I spoke to him, he was like, I don't believe in patents. Well, okay. Well, if you don't believe in patents and copyrights, well, I mean, yeah, what am I going to... He's an anarchist. Yeah. So yeah. you wouldn't. Right. But he he seemed to, didn't he? I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he seemed to be kind of okay with... He was saying that everything I'm releasing is, is yeah. has no patent on it. Seemed to be a more, you know, mainstream view on that. Because you're right, like anarcho-capitalists, a lot of times they'll talk about patents negatively. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, his point, however, on the idea that there weren't metal detectors in the 1700s, I think is a, is a key one here. When you're talking about plastic guns, it's like, well, the, the founders didn't mm-hmm. say, well, we, your right to uh, create guns shall not be, or bear arms shall not be infringed, as long as it's the proper exact materials we have of today. Like they didn't say that. Like they, it was, it shall not be infringed. The idea that they would be like, well, if it's made out of plastic or some other uh, material, then of course, obviously, you can ban them. I just, is, a, is a I don't know. It's, I don't know what legal basis that is. I mean, it might seem logical and pragmatic, but I don't know where that comes out of the Constitution. Yeah, I, I'm just looking up on the deal. Federal judge blocks distribution of blueprints for creating plastic guns on 3D printers. Okay, well. Okay, you don't have to create a plastic gun. Yeah. It doesn't have to be made out of plastic. And what right do you have? What, how can you block freedom of speech and publishing? You can't. And I, I can't take Twitter, Facebook, uh, Fox News, CNN. I can't take anybody on this because nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. I really I watched. I think it was Wolf. Blitz. I don't remember who it was trying to explain 3d printed guns to his audience and it was grandpa uh, trying to explain hip-hop i mean it was <laughs> oh my god it's <laughs> it really is embarrassing oh uh, it, uh, there's a there's a great article that came out speaking of this you made this point a couple times in this way which made me think of the story that came out i think pat you talked about it recently um of how to explain rap music to an, an older generation and kind of trying to make a comparison of like, because it's to me, I, I don't under, I don't, I'm not a, 
not a big fan of uh, of, of rap. rap yeah and so i don't i don't necessarily understand like mm-hmm. what these guys roles are in relationship to each other <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like i haven't put a lot of thought into it a lot of people say to me kanye west is a genius i hear it all the time yeah. and i just look that i is. mean now mm. i guess I, you know a lot of people in the audience might like him because of his trump support but let's take that out for a second he has not to me uh shown the that he leans genius all that often he might lean right? ge- he might lean genius in the who should I marry? Yeah, kind of way. <laughs> Seems to you make a I mean? very good financial decision at the very yeah. least in that. I one. mean, the the Kardashians are they are marketing geniuses. They are. Yeah. Perhaps you guys haven't heard his latest song. Oh yes. Lift yourself up. I, I, I have it. Do you, do you have the you have the lyrics? Yeah. You talk about genius in yeah. in the final verse. I mean, it's so you can't argue. Go ahead. Okay. Read it. Just read it. Yeah. Go ahead. Poopy to scoop. Scoop diddy whoop. Whoop de scoop de poop. Mm-hmm. Poop de scoop de. Wow. Scoop de whoop. Whoopity scoop. Whoop poop. Poop diddy. Whoop scoop. Poop poop. Scoop diddy whoop. Whoop diddy scoop. Stop No, I mean, I mean, I can't believe I mean, you interrupted you can't deny that. the genius of that. You can't deny it. She loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll take that over poopity scoop <laughs> well, yeah, any day. day. I mean, wham bam lemma. Whatever I'll take that, that one over whoopity scoop. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> unreal. Uh, but this is kind of interesting because there was just a an article written about uh, how. Because today's rappers, uh, the the most famous ones, like the the godfathers of rap, like Jay Z, mm-hmm. are getting a little long in the tooth now, mm-hmm. and so they're getting to the point where our classic rock artists were getting for like me and you, Glenn. Um, and so an article was just written comparing the uh, dad rock bands, like the Rolling Stones would be a dad rock band because mm-hmm. your your dad liked the Rolling Stones. To dad rap bands or artists because some of these guys have been around for 25, 30 years mm. like Jay-Z. So they compare Jay-Z is uh, is the dad rap just like the Rolling Stones are dad rock. So Jay-Z is the Rolling Stones. Okay, but not yet, right? Well, I he, don't know. He I... says now, yeah. Okay. Both are legends. So if you grew up loving uh, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. He's, he's now, like your Rolling Stones, and they're that old. I mean, well, I mean, like when Jay-Z's we were forty nine now, so like with us in the eighties, forty nine. He's forty nine, yeah, yeah. Oh my or nineties yeah. even. He's yeah, yeah. okay, all right. wow, all right. Uh, Eminem is the Eagles. <laughs> Marshall Mathers, like Glenn Fry, is a Detroit native who works out his petty issues with witchy women who have lion eyes by making absurdly popular stadium filling uh, jock jams. Later, when he sought a late career boost uh, on 2013's The Marshall Mathers LP2, he sampled Joe Walsh, strategy that also worked for the Eagles when they hired <laughs> Joe Walsh, right before making their most popular album, Hotel California. Okay. Um, Drake would be akin to Tom Petty. Uh, <laughs> Tom Petty. He, Drake is the rare rapper who makes sense in the context of the older Gen X stars and the SoundCloud kids. Um, Tom Petty had a similar dynamic as a cross-generational icon. Yeah, that's true. In that he could hang with musicians 10 years older or 10 years younger. And yeah, apparently so, Drake yeah. does that same thing. Okay. okay. 
Uh, Kendrick Lamar is Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Kendrick, this is this is this is something I never kind of amazing. This is something I never thought would ever spill out of my mouth or I even feel. Kind of feel bad for Bruce Springsteen on that. <laughs> well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know much about Kendrick Lamar, but can he also not sing Christmas carols? Is that uh, why they're? <laughs> I'm not sure of that. Okay. I've never heard of mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar Christmas Carol. You've heard the Bruce Springsteen, but one, I've heard though. the Bruce Springsteen Oof. one way too many stinking times. Yeah, when 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 can they stop? Well, I would like Bruce it Springs- to have been about thirty years ago, but. I'm not going to get my wish he on that. He never approaches the correct note in that song at any not time. Not once. Uh, he, he's as close to he's as close to a correct note as like you know uh, like a, a Jehovah's Witnesses to Christmas, right? Like they don't <laughs> celebrate it, right? <laughs> so it's like it's, it's like he's just not he is not even attempting seemingly mm-hmm. to get close to the tune of the song at any time during. So you've it. got Santa Claus is coming to town that should never be played at Christmas, and you've got. Uh, born in the USA, which should never be played on the 4th no, of July. No, never. It's so anti-American. anti-American. And everybody plays it regardless. They just don't, because it says USA in it. It must be patriotic. Mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> the chants in Iran, they're talking about America. It must be very patriotic. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Interesting. Uh, Kanye West is David Bowie is in this article as well, where they both were super controversial, and then everyone said they loved him at the end. That's pretty similar to both the career path of both of those guys. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I I, I really don't. And Beastie Boys are Led Zeppelin. So you know, going back to Kanye with uh, David Bowie, it does kind of work. It does kind of work. Yeah. I mean, think of David Bowie didn't become big until Zig- Ziggy Stardust. Are you familiar with any of this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I- so Ziggy Stardust, and you know, he can't get he can't get arrested, and he's coming over to the United States, and he decides, I need to hire a PR firm, and we're just gonna you know get a group, and we're just gonna we're going to make up this artist, and we're gonna call all of the papers and all of the you know Rolling Stone and and all of the clubs, and say we hear Ziggy Stardust is coming in from London. Is that true? And so they start getting all these calls, and they're like, I don't, we never even heard of Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> these are things and, that had not happened in the internet era, Right, sadly. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they he comes over, and uh, Ziggy Stardust is here, and it's all a show. And he shows up at these clubs, and everybody starts covering him, and boom, there's David Bowie. I mean, so he's kind of, I mean, you know, he starts on a... Mm. He starts with a sham. I don't know that Kanye West had the let's dance portion of the David Bowie's career, though. Like d- dancing, it was uh, dancing in the street, right? Wasn't that him as well? No, I think it was just Let's Dance. Was... Well, there's Let's Dance was one of them, right? Yeah. And then he did the duet with Mick Jagger, the really terrible, famously terrible video. Ooh, I don't even remember that. I, I may oh, have you don't? blocked that. No, I may have blocked oh, that. Well, you got to watch that in the break. You'll love it. Yeah. Oof. It's a, it's like the word known as one of the worst music videos of all time. Okay, you don't need to inflict it on me. I've probably oh, blocked it. it. You're gonna for, love it. You're gonna love it. Here, this is horrible. Try this. <laughs> um, just a bite. Okay, air pollution in national parks is as bad as the top 20 major cities in the U.S. Wow, really? Let's go out and get some fresh air. Why is that? Because they're downwind of, you know, air pollution sources, uh, you know, agricultural uh, uh, sources, industry, major highways, urban pollutants. I mean, actually, this, I think, is a good thing. I mean, I think this is this says something that our national parks 
our the air quality is about the same as our urban centers. I mean, that that shows that we have really gotten our urban centers under control in some ways. Um, all right. Filter by filter by uh, is a sponsor this half hour. And I, I told you about that, about the national parks, because we don't realize how much crap is in the air until we have to change our filters on our HVAC system. Now, I don't know about you, but my air conditioning is on all the time and it is working overtime. It is doing everything it can to keep my house cool. And if it goes out, I mean, I'll give you my car to fix it. I can't live without air conditioning. HVAC uh, filters are the easiest way to keep your your uh, air conditioning running and take some of the load off of your HVAC system. Have you changed it yet this summer? Because if you're running it all the time, it is sucking air through and it's filtering all that out. And as that gets clogged, it's harder to suck the air in and it's harder on your HVAC system. They carry over 600 sizes. They ship for free within 24 hours. It's family-owned business. All the filters are made here in America. And they have auto delivery, so you never have to think about it again. Get your filter changed and get it now at filterby.com. Filterby, filterbuy.com. Glenn Beck. I just got a note from a friend uh, at DRD Tactical. If, and if you've never seen DRD Tactical uh, guns, they are great. I own, uh, uh, well, until I lost them at the bottom of the lake, I owned uh, quite a few of them. Um, but they are, they're great guns. Anyway, so he writes in, he says, uh, Glenn, patent diagrams online or on paper do not have any dimensions. So it's not possible to look at a patent diagram to make a firearm receiver. Two, 3D solid model files are for AR lowers and uh, and others have been online for the last seven to ten years. Just search and you'll get the 3D file. Three, 3D solid model file is the only way to program a CNC metal machine and use it on a 3D printer to print a receiver from a plastic from plastic or metal. Also, not sure how many plastic guns can fire more than one round with chamber pressures anywhere from 10,000 to 56 thousand psi uh especially the uh especially the barrel and the bolt would have to be heat treated metal or it is one round per gun and a trip to the hospital um i have uh, five patents a sixth one applied for if someone used tries to copy us in the u.s our patented parts we could sue them but overseas it's impossible to do so u.s military m240 m249 uh m2hb Belt-fed machine guns have been knocked off by other countries being sold in the international market. These guns are older designs. Patents have run out, so anyone can make them. When my patents expire, it'll become open IP, and anyone can duplicate and make money. I mean, so all you have to do now is decide where does freedom begin and where does freedom end? The Senate is trying to pass a bill that says... It will be unlawful for you to unknowing uh, for you to knowingly publish fill in the blank. Doesn't matter what it says after that. It's at the very least uh, should cause you hesitation, as it did for Mike Lee in the Senate yesterday. Uh, I mean, you know, because obviously, if it's the publish and it's child porn, right? Like, there's a reason to to stop that. Um, but can I? Can we? Can we? Can we just? Maybe we should do a show and get some people on here that can make the case. For instance, why is child porn, why is child porn wrong? 
Okay, child porn is wrong because you have children involved making videos, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you do CGI and there are no children involved, is it still against the law? Yeah, because this, this went to the Supreme Court at one point right. a, a few years ago. And, um, and the question should be, yes or no, okay, why? And where does, where, again, where do those lines begin and end? Because everything is changing now. Absolutely everything is changing. It's why I've been saying for a while, we've got to brush up on the difference between right and wrong and know what our principles are because everything's going to be challenged. Absolutely everything you know is going to be challenged. Join us tonight at 5 o'clock. Um, don't miss Glenn, episode on the Blaze TV. Mercury.